take it to this hole in the rock. Other accounts tell us it was Joseph's personal place where he was going to be buried himself, but he gave it to Jesus and put the body in and laid it out and wrapped it up and then rolled this big stone against the entrance, right? Prevent wild animals from coming in and eating the body or keep it closed up. And you start thinking, okay, this is the Bible. What am I supposed to learn from this? I think you're supposed to see he's dead. And I think, stay with the women. They're at a distance watching because there's, then there's this line. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joses, saw where he was laid. So the testimony is Jesus is dead. His life is over. His ministry complete. He's now a memory. He's not a player on the stage of life. That's the testimony. He's dead. Other people will do things in his name or in his action or whatever, but he's done And so, life in the morning. Because when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And so really, two days go by, right? Three in the Jewish calendar, because that that afternoon he died, they took the body down. The next day is the Sabbath from dawn till dusk. They, They have him in the tomb, and the next day happens too. And now this third day, they come out to go because all they did was wrap him in a shroud but really amazing if they would anoint him with things that would make the body smell as it decomposed cover the rot the women get together and you can see we saw him crucified we saw where he was laid let's go anoint his body and keep it from smelling this mark of respect we get the supplies together they talk about meeting up early in the morning and so And so they do. Very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. I've been in a society not so different from this one, where there's no electricity and not much running water and a lot of dirt and and people. The early morning is the absolute best time of the day. It's the only time that you don't get, like, heat. Where you actually get, like, little birds chirping a little bit and... I don't know, the whole day just seems like a day of possibility before the dust comes up and the people are burning wood and charcoal or whatever. And, and so they've got together and they're, they're walking to the tomb and, and they're talking while they walk. Why are you saying that, Dex? Because women always talk. I right, gotcha. <laughs> That's not why I'm saying that. I'm saying that because the text does, right? The text does. They were saying to one another... Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? So they were talking, and they were talking about worrying and thinking about, okay, we've got our supplies, we're headed out, Jesus is there, we saw where he was laid, we're off to do it. But, man, there was this big rock. Mary, are you strong enough to push it? Maybe we can all do it. Maybe someone will help us. And so they walk up to the tomb, and looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled. It was very large. And it was rolled back. Oh, it's rolled away. And and entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe. And they were alarmed. Jesus. No. No, something else. We're not told. We're not told it's an angel. But this young man just sitting there in a white robe. And he speaks. 
he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who is crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Don't be afraid, he says. Don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus. He was crucified. You saw it. The sweet words. Did you hear the sweet? He has risen. He is not here. And the evidence. Hey, look. Look at the the place where they laid him. And then the task, right? But go, tell the disciples and Peter that he's going before you to Galilee. And the promise, there he will see you. Or you will see him. Just as he told you. That doesn't it, it, it resonates, I think, if you think at all, with the, 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 the angels sort of appearing to the shepherds and the, the shout of glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men. This amazing statement, glad tidings of great joy. He is risen. He is not here. Look for yourself. I just want to point out, as long as we're here, it's not the point of the text this morning, but it's this detail that's woven in there that I think our eyes kind of perk up because it says, go. Tell the disciples that I'm going before them to Galilee. No. Go tell the disciples. And what? And Peter. And Peter. Three times, you know. Jesus looking across. You, you, you betrayed me. You ran. And he's going back fishing. And Jesus is going to go get him. Oh, you go tell him. You go tell him. And that also brings up to me that the angels are watching. They've watched this whole time. I just imagine that angels watching as Peter betrays Jesus, as Peter runs and the angels watching. And then they have this word from Jesus to say, hey, 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 go. Make sure you tell Peter, I'm going to see him. <laughs> they are faced with this incredible scene, tasked by an angel and all the other details Mark leaves out, all the running by John and Peter, the road to Emmaus, Mary and the gardener, none of it's important to Mark. So what's important? What should you see? This. The tomb is empty. The women are the witness. The angel tells them and tasks them and promises them that they'll see Jesus. Done. This is what you and I really need to take to heart this morning. I, I, I know you're probably with me so far going, Dax, okay, I, I get it. Keep going. Here we go. I, this is the story we've been told since I was wee high. It's the story of Jesus. He rose from the dead. I realize that the testimony is of the women, and the women are no good testimony for Jewish courts or anything like that. God's using the little and the least and just facing you with this, this proposition that Jesus really rose from the dead and testimony of a dead jesus testimony of an empty tomb testimony of a promise they'll see him again and then and then and then boom what do i mean look the end or is it the beginning verse 8 and they went out and fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment had seized them and they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid what Wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. What did he say to them? Do you remember just two verses ago? Do not be 
afraid. Don't be afraid, the guy in white says. Jesus is risen. He's not here. He's going to meet you up with you in Galilee. Go tell Peter. Go tell the disciples. He'll meet up with you like he said. And they run away. You know what I expect to hear next? What I expect to hear next is, and they went and told Peter, and then they went and met Jesus. And Mary even saw him, but thought he was the gardener at first. It's just remarkable, case of mistaken identity. How cool that is that Luke brings. No. How about they obeyed the angel? No. Instead, they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. They said nothing to anyone. What did he say to do again? Go tell the disciples. Now I know I found me. (laughs) I'm obeying very well. (laughs) Just caught up in this, whoa, amazing moment. Oh, go and tell. They didn't respond well to the empty tomb. They didn't at least right away do what the angel said. They, They did get afraid. They didn't tell anyone. And they booked out of there like a scene from a scary movie. Like the one where the guy pops up with a chainsaw. Is that the right movie? I don't know, but they're running. Okay, here's the main thing. Right here, right here, Mark ends. This is really important, and your Bibles may show this or may not, so I want to make sure you know this. This is incredible. It may be in your Bible because there's some more text there, and many of your Bibles will have a little mark or a little quotation or a little little, uh, bracket sign because the very best manuscripts we have of the Bible. Man, I wanted to give you the Bible. The oldest and best Greek manuscripts we have do not have the rest of Mark. It ends right there. Some versions that come on later have a little tiny thing that they put in a couple verses, kind of a summary, another little summary statement, because it's so jarring that the book ends right there. Other, others have, several older manuscripts have what you, many of our Bibles, continue to have, which is a whole statement about all the things that they ended up doing. Going and telling Peter, going and, and Jesus appearing to them and kind of giving the Great Commission and talking about snakes and demons and whatever. But, but here's what I want you to see this morning, and I, I just want you to consider. Mark wants you to see the women, and then he stops. If you were going to go on, right? It's like, now when he rose early the first day, he heard first to Mary, and what, what happened is, is that because Mark is very early, there, there are other people who come along and say, no, 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 there's more to be said. We this ended so so hard we got to add something that'll clean it up a little bit and so they do because that's what we do i want to get the flow right and i want to i want to leave the risen jesus and the remarkable heavy oh knownness of what happened oh this is oh. now i want to go to what they did next oh and then they went over here and then we did that and then we no stop stay here that's what mark's doing right That's what he's doing for us. This is really the lesson for today. This is what the word is. The gospel of Mark ends with the women running away, and the rest is added later. And so here's where it's going, and we don't like this ending. Mark has a purpose, he has a point, and he does it. We say, I'd rather add on to it. Because it's too abrupt. You're missing the important stuff. 
We need to get to how Jesus tasks us to do stuff and that we actually accomplish it, that, that they do the things that Jesus told them through the angel to do. That the gospel account's supposed to be about where I fit in, but you already fit in. You're with the women. You've seen Jesus unjustly accused. You've seen him beaten and mocked and scorned and scourged. You've seen him on the cross. You've heard his cry. You've seen his fulfillment of the Old Testament. You've seen him die. And you with them see where he is laid. And you with them see he is not there. How does this affect you? Not as a blip among many blips in your life. Oh, good, that's a good blip. I'll factor it in to how I make decisions. No. Not as a step towards how you should. An awe-inspiring, terrifying reality. He lives. Do you see? Mark says Jesus wasn't there. And all these watchers, these women, the ones who are with you, they're cut to the heart. They're amazed and they're trembling and they're afraid. Stop! We need a little more trembling and afraid. (laughs) A little less. Oh, great. Jesus died for me. Now let's go. Something bigger than them that happened. They, they realized immediately there's something rapidly supernatural that means a shift in all that they think about what Jesus said and who he is, that he's alive. They just had to process that Jesus, there Jesus was alive. He'd risen from the dead. All, all his promises are true. Everything he said is true. He's not a good teacher. He's not a cutting-edge interpreter of the law. He's alive. We think, well, of course he is. No, no, he's alive. We who are sinners, we who are imperfect, we have no hope in ourselves. We're invited to see into the depth of the wonder of the action of God for you and me. He lives deep and supernatural that Jesus had come to the principalities and powers and, and those over us and those, those were rescuing us. And, and, and he's done it. And stop right there. Don't see through the cross to try and get to, okay, then I'm going to raise my kids. And do, no, no stop, not this morning. Stop. That even when we're afraid and terrified and over our heads and not knowing, he's done it. He loves us. He has accomplished it. Even when we run away afraid. Even if we don't do what the angel said, they, the, the, the book ends and they haven't. But the promise is true. His promise is that if you trust him, if you receive him, if you confess him, if you see this, you will be saved by him. He is the Lord. His work has rescued you. That's where we're after this morning. Mark, Mark is writing to the Gentiles, you know. He writes this account for you and for me. He knows we like to wrap things up. And in fact, through church history, they've added on to Mark in order to wrap up the story of Jesus, right? I mean, look look at what they've done. Look look at the pieces we added. They added, oh, yes, these things, just like Luke said that was true, and just like Matthew said that was true. But look, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. 
Those signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. They will drink deadly poison and it won't hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. What is he talking about? And immediately, you know where my mind leaves? It leaves the cross. It leaves Jesus risen. And it goes directly into, ooh, am I going to do that stuff? Different little things that happened in the book of Acts, mostly. That have nothing. That's not the Bible for you. That's people like you and me going, I don't like that it just ends with them being amazed at the risen Jesus. I want to do something else. I got it. Snake handling. (laughs) And I I don't mean to belittle. I, I, I think we're touching something that I struggle with too. Is that I want to go beyond. I don't want to stop at the cross, which I'm calling you to today. To realize the wonder and the depth and the supernatural power forever of Jesus Christ risen from the dead for you. And 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 if that we can go, oh, wow! I don't deserve that. That that, that that's so amazing that we capture just a little bit, not fakery, not ginned up emotion, but stopping at the wonder that it's all about that, and that's it. Sure, stuff's going to... Hey, they actually obeyed. They did go tell the disciples and Peter. They did go see Jesus again. Lots of things happened in their life. But the book ends with, boom, I don't want you to go beyond that. I want you to be with them. And I want you to think about, how does Jesus Christ hit you? He is alive. Let's get heart struck today. Let's feel their terror and fleeing and running from the surprise of their life because it is ours too. This has been Mark. Mark who has presented Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this ending. The abruptness of it that is so jarring to my heart. Lord, the wonder that you live. Jesus, we pray to you. Lord, because you're alive. You're not a memory. We confess that, Lord. You're active. You accomplish what you desire. And we are yours, bought with your blood. Lord, I pray you would shape our hearts. You would cause us to have amazement, trembling, wonder. Where we've gotten dull. Where we've become jaded. Be refresh us, Lord, with the wonder of who you are and what you've done for us. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen.